Hello and welcome to Touching the Sunrise podcast. I am Sister Catherine Herms, author of Surviving Depression, A Catholic Approach, and Reclaim Regret, How God Heals Life's Disappointments, and Spiritual Guide in the Heartwork Program, which specializes in helping people walk the road of spiritual growth and inner healing. For the past 10 years, I have been walking alongside wonderful women and men who want a more heart-centered and spiritual life, but would like support along the way, through online programs, groups, and one-on-one spiritual guidance. I walk with people along a contemplative and healing path, one that has been trodden for thousands of years. Basically, I'm here to help you surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit, who has come to make your being the throne of the Holy Trinity, so that your life, your prayer, your relationships, your dreams and goals will most deeply satisfy the desires of your heart. You can find out more about me and what God has led me to do in the world by visiting my website, touchingthesunrise.com. Let's start, as we always do, by reconnecting, remembering, refreshing. Take a deep breath directly into your heart even deeper than your heart, into that soul, that spirit, that place where divine grace transforms you with the presence, the light, and the life of the divine trinity. We enter into our inner world, to that sacred space, that inner sanctuary where God dwells. Notice what that room, that space is like. Is it large or small? Is it dark or light? What is the feel of that place? It is in that space, wherever that sacred place for us is that we experience Jesus calling us his true friend, his darling one, his fair one. We're not used to hearing ourselves called lovely, beautiful, wanted, good. But Jesus looks beyond everything we see in ourselves. And he looks at the motives of our heart. He sees all we have been through. And he wants to free us. He wants to free you. He can look at everything that we would call ugly and messy. And he can still call us lovely where we see blemishes and pain and sorrow. He sees beauty. He sees our future. All our lives we've sought to be loved and needed. We need His love, only His love, 
to bring us true healing. We are convinced, no doubt, that God sees us as we see ourselves, but that is not so. God sees us through his own love, his own fidelity. The, the pleasure he had in creating us still remains. The dreams he had in making us still fill his heart. And like the hound of heaven, as Francis Thompson said, he's still seeking us out. He's still opening up for us ways into the beauty of his dream for us. God has thought about us all our life, even before we were born. God knew us. And God wants to bring us whole and entire, beautiful, into heaven, to be with him for all eternity. So let our hearts, let your heart, call out to this God of love. Let us surrender to the work of the Spirit within us. It was early, much earlier than Elizabeth usually arose. In fact, it was still dark, but it wasn't worth going back to sleep. So Elizabeth turned on the television. She put on her house dress and settled into an easy chair, picking up the remote. She switched channels, then she got up for a glass of orange juice. When she resettled herself, Something on the screen caught her attention. Was this something that she heard? Or an image that jogged memories long stuffed into the back closets of her imagination? She took a second look. Our Father who art in heaven, she heard a group pray. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. The camera panned a small group of people gathered around an altar. A priest held up a white host and said, This is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Tenuous familiarity gave way to a sense of peace as Elizabeth watched the people receive communion. Or was it just a feeling of at-homeness? Elizabeth wasn't sure, but she liked what she felt. That night, she asked God to wake her up early enough the next morning so she could catch the beginning of the televised Mass. Within a few weeks, watching the Mass on TV had crept into her daily schedule. She was even looking forward to it. One day, Elizabeth woke up a half hour before the televised mass and decided to turn on the television. A group of sisters was saying the Divine Mercy Chaplet, followed by the Rosary. Elizabeth followed along as the prayers were recited, some of them familiar, some of them new to her. When they finished, she took out the yellow pages, looked at the numbers of the two parishes in her area, and made a phone call. The first number connected to an answering service, 
so she tried the second. After three rings, a priest picked up the phone and said, Good morning. Good morning, Elizabeth responded, almost shaking at her boldness. She continued, God has chosen you to come to my house and to bring me communion. I haven't been to church in 11 years. Later that day, when the priest came to her house, she told him that after her husband died, she had shut down emotionally, unable to shed any tears. She had been so angry with God for taking her husband from her, and she hadn't been in a church since. But as she told her story, quiet tears started to fall. These are healing tears, the priest told her. And they continued to heal her throughout the following months whenever she prayed. Sometime later, Elizabeth called her niece and told her she had come back to the sacraments. She said, it is amazing. Ever since I made my confession and received communion, I have started remembering things that I had forgotten. I have so many memories to bring to God for healing. At age 82, there are many unhealed memories, but there are joyful memories too. They are amazing things, bridges. Bridges connect. Bridges are so beautiful, they inspire us. Their vast spans baffle the imagination. Fallen humanity needed such a bridge if it was ever to reach God. The first no, our first parents had said to God, this first refusal of his love and his trust has separated us. A wedge had been driven into the relationship our first parents had enjoyed with God. Deep fissures of pain created an impassable chasm between humanity and divinity with distances of sorrow that were too immense to straddle. Seeing our poverty, knowing our weakness, and pitying our erring hearts, God provided us with a bridge to his heart, and that bridge was the incarnation of the Word in Jesus of Nazareth. His birth was our bridge. His birth was our new creation, our recreation. The ingenuity of God's creative compassion baffles the imagination and defies explanation. In Jesus of Nazareth, humanity and divinity were wedded together. Now there is no way that God and we can be driven apart. Even sin has lost its power to ultimately disconnect and destroy. We can participate in this miracle of recreation to the extent that we believe, to the extent that we allow our attitudes and desires to be transformed into those of the person of Jesus of Nazareth, to the extent that Jesus lives in us now. The road straight to the Father's heart is more than a human bridge could ever be. The moment that the Word of God, eternally begotten of the Father, stepped forth into the human condition, 
Jesus gave himself to every creature. Jesus did this, and he continues to do this. He's more than a, a way in which we can transport ourselves over this original separation that broke, in a sense, both divine and human hearts. The Son of God transforms us. We must only believe in the good news, believe that we are loved this much. The meaning of the life and message of Jesus is that the reign of God is close at hand. The whole of God is now available for every person who yearns to receive him. And this is why it is called the good news. Elizabeth literally awoke to this glory as it shone through a televised mass. As she put herself in the star's path, the star Bethlehem's path, each morning that followed, she soaked in the light and glory of the good news. A phone call brought her face to face with Jesus in the sacraments. As he manifested his glory to her, as she fell in love, she herself became a bridge to grace and peace for others in her family. God has amazing ways of knocking on people's hearts, awakening desires, arousing questions, provoking an unexpected spiritual fire. Remember, if you'd like some extra support and are ready to embark on a sustained spiritual journey, you can connect with me in a number of ways by going to my website, touchingthesunrise.com. So until the next time, take care of yourself. And remember that you are not alone. You are loved no matter what. And when you search within yourself, you will not only find yourself, but the throne of the Divine Trinity. You have a calling, a mission, and every gift, every grace, every moment, even every fall, mistake, and sin is a step toward your completely and wholly being taken up into the mystery of God's love for you and for all creation. Remember always that you have a treasure of inexpressible joy hidden in an earthen vessel, small and fragile. May this overflowing joy fill you and yours with this fragrance. God be with you.